Welcome to my podcast, let's go! I'm all about doing what I wanna do And living life to the fullest Every day, me and my team We're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams Welcome to my first investment property podcast Where we talk about our experience gained, wisdom learned And the lessons learned throughout the process of real estate investment and development I'm Edwin Carrion, the creator of my first investment property podcast Stay on after the show And I'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in our industry. With that being said, let's get started. Hello and welcome everybody to another podcast of my first investment property. This is your host, Matt DeMeo. And today I've got a real treat for you because I've got a special guest here that is, uh, I guess, coming into us from the Miami area. Gianfranco Giamatte. How did I do with the pronunciation of your name? That's great. It's it's a <laughs> tough name and a tough last name, so so I I understand. So uh, uh, in Italian, my name is Matteo Di Maio. Di so Maio. we between us, we've got a lot of vowels. Yeah. <laughs> so it is wonderful to have you on the show today, and I've I've had an opportunity to look into your background, and you really describe yourself with some interesting words. The, fir- the very first thing that I've seen is that you always talk about being a problem solver first, but then you also use a term that I don't think I've ever seen anybody use before, and I'd like you to expand on it a little bit. You call yourself an agentpreneur. So I like that. <laughs> so tell this us is- a little bit about what's your story what got you into real estate? How did you get started? And talk a little bit about this idea of being an agentpreneur. Okay. It's, um, it's a really interesting story, the one I have, because I, I'm originally from El Salvador. My grandparents were Italians. So um, once I, I finished my high school, I got out of, of El Salvador. I lived in different places like uh, Mexico for a while. I lived in Spain for a while, Italy for a while. And I got back to El Salvador in 2011, and um, I had two companies running. Run one real estate with my mother, and the other one that I I, I worked as a contractor fixing up like stores, uh, like uh, big branch stores like um, Swarovski or Desigual or this type of uh, of store. So I got into a real estate world, let's say, because of my mother. Basically, it it became something very natural. And when my wife got relocated in 2015, we moved here to Miami. And I decided to keep uh, going with the same track that I had with real estate, like very focused. So here in the States, it's very important that you're very focused in whatever you're doing, basically. (laughs) So so that's why I I decided to go to an investment side. Why? Because uh, there's a very interesting niche considering people local and foreign people that they, they're very interested in on making investments here. So it's a very international city, we could say. So basically for me, it has been a very interesting learning curve because things work totally different out of the U.S. than how they work here. So at the end, it's, it's a learning experience that for me it has been also a guide to to prepare that guide for people that are planning to invest here to understand how is the game played here in the States, basically. 
You know, you, you brought up a, an interesting word. You talked about the how different the experiences are here. Why don't you uh, take us and, and, and walk us through a little bit about maybe some of the major experiences you've had as a real estate investor and with what you've been doing? One of the most interesting things for me is to see that here you can work your real estate investment as a financial, you can see very financially focused and and you can measure the risk factor and you can have different things that, that you can play it along very similarly as, as a stock if you know how what you're doing basically. You know the risks, you, you have a, an idea of what are the returns because here you have a lot of information. So that empowers you to, to really take steps according to our probabilities and, and you know you might stay around a certain range of, of return or the risk factor is uh, this and you know you know what you're doing. But when you're out of the US, there's a lot of risk factors because you're trying to buy bargains at the end, the deals that, that, that just few people can buy, but at the end, those economies are not stable. So you have a very huge risk factor at the end and you will have uh, not as many people that, as you have here to, to buy that investment if you need to get the cash out at some moment. So, so here, for me, it's a very interesting niche because you can at least understand what you're getting into. But if you're out of the U.S., there's a lot of risk factors and most of the investments you do out, uh, there's a, a high chance or a high probability that you might be losing money even at, at some point. So talk a, a, a moment about some of your specific experiences, because you kind of gave us a really good understanding of comparing and contrasting what's going on here in the United States and the advantages we have compared to some of the bigger risks that you have when you're doing international deals. So take us through just a, a, for a moment about some of your particular experiences and some, some uh, things that have happened with you. Okay, here with the company that I'm with and uh, we have studied the whole market and if you see through uh, the spectrum of uh, the different uh, classes, you know that the middle and middle low income uh, niche, that's the niche where you have uh, a lot of people looking for rents and a huge also uh, niche that need to buy. So basically, if you want to, to run your business, like getting the bonds, we could say, the more most secure place where you can put your, your funds are in the middle, middle, low income areas because you know that on the worst case, uh, you will have really high rents because a lot of people will need a place to live. So basically we all need a, a roof and that's a basic need. So I tell people like, look, if you go for the basic needs, you're doing a smart investment because if, if people need health, if people need shelter, if people need that, those basic needs need to be covered. Yes or yes. So there's like no, <laughs> right. So, so you're getting into a, a very, very good niche where you you'll find competition that will drive the rental prices up or that will drive the sale price up because there's a, a lot of emotional market. So at the end, I tell people, you need to understand the difference between the emotional market and the market value. The emotional market is when people fall in love with that property and they want to live there, they're willing to pay over the value that's on the market, that what they should be basically paying. So this niche gives you that flexibility. On, on some moments, it's amazing like to, to have it as a, a cash flow machine, 
but in another moment when like right now that we have we're on the top of the mark because of the lack of inventory it's right. an amazing time or to cash out or to play with the financing and leverage and considering that we have very low interest rates it's amazing just to leverage your same portfolio to keep growing and and at the end that's the real estate game that if you know how to play with the rules with the with the lending side and leverage and, and you cannot leverage in other type of investment so this is something that when you get into real estate it's amazing that you can play with your tangible asset leverage that asset and keep growing your por portfolio so so for me it has been a a very interesting path learning all of that and at the end there's like the fear factor that you have on on most of latin american countries that you know that when you lend the interest rates are high sure extremely high but you get here into the united states and right now that we have a three percent or 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 even less and you can play with that percentage and maybe your property is producing uh five percent uh cash on cash so it pays by itself so at the end it's like okay i'm i'm paying my my mortgage and i'm getting extra cash so at the end i'm not paying it the tenant is paying my investment and i'm getting cash so so at the end it's something amazing that that it's just taking the first step because that's the 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 most difficult one it's like when you're going to bungee jump you see down and you're like <laughs> okay I, I know what's going to happen but it, it's basically it's the same the same feeling once you do it you understand you go through a whole process you learn and then the second time it's easier and 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 then on and on and on you start you start learning how to give that that quantum leap at some point of changing the type of investment because you have enough resources to do that basically so Talk a little bit about the very first time you invested in a property because I like your word picture of bungee jumping. <laughs> You're right. That can be pretty scary. And, uh, but you have, you see other people do it. And so, you know, it can be done and they've got the safety harness and, but still you're scared to death. So yeah. talk a little bit about the first time that you, uh, you got involved with an investment property. So it's it's funny since uh, all of my real estate experience, I know how to run the numbers. So basically, it was like okay, there are some key rules that you need to have in order to understand that the property makes sense to buy. The reality is that you don't have the specifics. You don't have like a crystal ball to say okay, it's going to run this way basically. But you know more or less that 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 will be the the game plan. So for me, it was uh, very tough because. Here in the in the United States, you're competing with a lot of people that they they're looking for properties the same as you. So if you want to enter into a niche of a middle middle low income area, it's not easy. Why? Because you're competing against the people that they want to buy it to live. That at the end they pay that emotional extra, and you have a cap for yourself that you don't need to go over that because if not you're 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 not going to get the returns that you want basically. So. The first, uh, the first experience, it's very powerful because in most cases, people want to go and see a properties and take their time and, and, and go all over that. Here, it's a very aggressive market, specifically in Miami and, and the surroundings that you need to put the offer. If you see it, it's a, a great value for the property. You need to put the offer, play with the, the, the inspection days that you have. Go check out the property. If not, you just give the contract the release and cancellation, and that's great but you need to lock down and 
don't let other people put offers because at the end that's going to affect your return. So, so for me, it was that we could say learning curve of starting like going and trying to see a properties and see them suddenly under contract and, and you lose opportunity. So for me, it was that step of saying, okay, this is a good one. Let's put the offer. Then we'll check that everything's right and we'll keep on going. So it was frustrating at the beginning because we lost several deals and really good ones. When we analyzed and we saw that, that we received the 1%, I tell everyone the 1% rule, it's amazing. That if a property costs 150000 you're getting from the rent $1,500. For me, it's very important that my, my expense ratio doesn't go above a 60%. So if my expense ratio goes above the 60, that's not a good, good investment. I, I, I don't really care because the numbers that I want won't be there. So some of these opportunities were giving me even over the 1% return. So I knew that at the end, my expense ratio was going to be around the 50, 40%. So for each dollar that I was going to receive, I was going to keep 40 or 50 cents. So that's amazing. What return is giving you that? That, so at the end, those are the things that, that, that no one sees. But once you get there, you're like, wow, what am I doing putting my money on the, or leaving the money on the bank, basically. So how long ago was your first time doing this? This was around uh, three years ago. Since I got into a real estate business here in the States, I, I had that learning curve of understanding the typical market, how it works. And then I jumped into investment side. And then I, I for me, it was nice because I always do things first before I, I tell a person what to do. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm the one Practice learning from my experience. Preach. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So um, you've, you've talked a lot about some of the, uh, the lessons that you become aware of and some of the things that are the differences between here and other countries and uh, the importance of why the investment here can be so good where you're, Actually, the, the leverage is just remarkable. What are some of the other lessons that not only you've learned, but that you think that were the real key turning points for you? What, what, did you have any major ahas where you went, ah, that, that didn't occur to me before? Yeah, right here, the, the particular, there's a lot of particular things that, you should do in order to protect yourself and protect your assets. And in other countries, you don't really care, basically, because uh, the taxes work totally different. So here you need to understand that you have liabilities and you have responsibilities with the taxes. too. So when you do it on a personal level, you're putting all of your assets on, on in danger, basically, because we don't know. We live in a country where something happens and, and it's basically not in your hands. Uh, a branch from a tree fell into a house and someone got hit. And and then you're liable for that. And if, if you get sued, that person can go all over all of your assets. So that's something of putting in danger all of what you have worked for during your life in, in a very... If you don't know it, it's on a very naive way. But if you have another structure, it could be an LLC, it could be a corp, it could be a trust, whatever. That's another entity that's responsible for it. So they can just go over that specific, uh, we could say, assets on, on, on that entity. And for the tax purposes, also it changes. If 
I am an American. It's easier because you don't you don't need to to go through a process of of presenting when you sell. We could say uh, the IRS has a special like fifteen percent uh, retainer when an, a foreign person sells a property, and it's just to check that this foreign person paid the taxes during the time they had the property. So it's basically the government is just covering their back that you're going to be responsible for what you have to do. But if you don't know it at the end, you don't have a, a an, an item like your number. We all, when we live here and we have like the, the legal status, you have a, a, a number that the IRS like refers to you being a foreigner. You don't have that number. So once that, that retainer goes into IRS and there's no num number to track it. It's very, very difficult to for the IRS to understand which of the thousand files it is that at the end that it is yours in order to give your money money back. So all of those things for me have been a, a learning experience of of telling people, look, first you need to protect yourself, protect your assets, and then we should start doing the search. But I'm not going to put you in, a, in any problem first because for me, that's very important. If I just tell you like, this is a good opportunity, you buy it and you do it the wrong way, you will be losing money in the future, basically. Now, your company is Avanti Way, yes? Correct. And that's your company? It's um, It has two owners. They, uh -huh. they are Enrique Teran and... Andres Corda. So I'm working a lot with them. It's really nice because it's like a really a company that's growing really fast. We use a lot of technology in order to to give that service. For us, technology is not uh, in a sense of of having technology. It's in a way of creating a, a good experience for the for the investor at the end. And for us, it's like the Amazon way. Amazon created a trend that we all want. To, to have everything the easiest way possible and in order for us to have like that that uh, really good sensation when we, we do something. So for us, it, it was to build that same type of process. We know that it's a whole process that needs to go in between, but to give that special, like uh, I know what I'm doing. I know what my assets are giving me. I know what it's being done. At the end, giving that control that no one gives an investor. So they have a platform Like if you're uh, doing a stock investment, but at the end you have all of the ac uh, accountability, they could check all of the the PNL, the 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 workflows, everything. They have the invoices of all of the things that have, are being done. So at the end, they know how their assets are performing, and we become asset managers because if we see that they have a a high return, we tell them like, look, these are the the strategic moves that we can do. So basically, we're not working as a real estate company. We're working as asset managers, trying to make these people grow their portfolios. So in your experiences, because you've only been here in the United States a, a relatively short amount of time, yeah. you've accomplished some great <laughs> things. By the way, talking about accomplishing some great things, I noticed that you personally have a five-star rating with the with the people that uh, that have put in their testimonials about you. So in an, in an incredibly competitive environment to be able to maintain that level of customer satisfaction is really quite commendable and remarkable. But I'm curious, um, other than perhaps the, the two gentlemen that own Avanti way, have you ever worked with a mentor? Have you had personal 
coaching in this area at all? I've uh, on the investment side, no. On real estate side, yeah. And I've been lucky because even the the owners of the company, they're on their low forties. So I've had the experience of being coached personally, like through them. They were the ones that built this whole uh, platform and all of the system that we have. They built everything from scratch. They started the business when the, the recession came in 2008. And they built this amazing system and, and the investors that that trusted them, they have grown like a triple the, the value of their, of their properties basically during the time that they bought them and, and until now. So for me, it has been a, an amazing mentorship going with them on meetings, understanding the whole, the specifics and the different games that you have in, in, in real estate, because it's not just investing. You can even raise capital in order to create syndications and, and at the end, let the investors go with you. At the end, you can cash out the investors and you can keep the properties for yourself on the long run with that cash flow coming in. So, so it's understanding that real estate, it's not just one thing. It all depends on what is your goal. And, and that for me is the most important question that I tell people, like, I want to understand why are you investing? Because that depends on the investment that you will have to make. And that actually leads me to, I guess, one of our key wrap-up questions here is, tell me about, or tell our listeners about some of your particular goals. What's your ultimate goal and where are you at in, um, in, your, in your plan for that? Well, right now I have, uh, like, real estate-wise with the real estate business, one of my goals is next year to start building up the team. And that's one of my biggest goals. Uh, why? Because I, I love to to teach, basically. So I want to have like star agents helping me on the sides that it's not my strength. Like for them being the stars in that branch, and I need them basically to 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 really be the, the light for 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 that niche. And on the investment side, right now I'm saving money. This has been such a good year that my goal has been to save money and to see what things come after the COVID crisis and everything, because each time on real estate, there's opportunities all the time. So you need to understand what's going on in order to, to really take the advantage of, of, of that specific moment. Like for example, right now for flipping, it's really tough because the, the properties have been very expensive. So there has to be a very specific niche where you don't have competition to buy a property and you can buy it for a good price. You can flip it and maybe you can sell it for a reasonable price, but basically on a lower niche, that's impossible right now. So, so for me, it's right now that we're seeing the commercial market change. I know if I might end buying something commercial, if it makes sense, I know on the industrial side, it's becoming very interesting because we're going to have a lack of, of warehouses here in Miami because, and that's because of COVID basically, because a lot of people, they, they have decided to go out of the retail spaces because right now it's better e-commerce rather than to have the food traffic. So that, that has created a new trend. So, so basically, personally, for me right now, it's studying to see where I'm going to put my money basically next. I gotcha. So we've covered a lot of ground here. And I've got to tell you, you know, listening to your story, you are really the embodiment of the American dream. 
here you came to the United States from a foreign land. You understand what the, the risks and the difficulties are of coming from another place. You kind of left behind everything that was familiar to you to embark on a completely new adventure. And here you are already achieving some, some really excellent success in a really short time. It is a wonderful story to hear that. In closing out here, do you have any last minute or words of last minute advice or words of wisdom that you would like to leave our listeners who are looking at getting their first investment property? What I would tell them is to be curious and to talk with those people that they have gone or they have a successful story behind it because at the end you can save that learning curve or making the mistakes or, or maybe failing at some point. And, and, and the beginning it's better like to have a mentor, someone that's taking you by the hand. There's a lot of people right now that are really nice and they're willing to talk with you and to guide you. And that way you start learning the whole, the, the whole process basically in the future, each one branches out in a different way. So some, they decide to, to go through a different type of investment, but all depends on, on what you like and what's your why, basically. So, so for me, the why, it's the most important thing at the end. And not everything that shines, it's gold. So I tell people, look at the people, they have done the right stuff, ask them. And if they are willing to help you, take the advantage of that. And most of the people that they know how hard it is, they're going to be very happy to help you, basically. So, you know, if a guy is very open on helping you, that's the right person. Wonderful. That is some really good, actionable information right there. Well, folks, thanks very much for tuning in. It has been a pleasure to have you join us. Gianfranco, thank you so much. This is your host, Matt DeMeo, thanking you all for tuning in, and we will look forward to having you all on our very next episode of My First Investment Property. Bye for now. I'm all about doing what I want to do And living life to the fullest Every day, me and my team We're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams Thank you for listening to My First Investment Property Podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story and you want to be a guest on my show, please visit my website, edwincarrion.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply. And if you like what you heard today, please follow me on my social media channels, Instagram and Facebook at edwincarrion78 or click on the link on my website. Also, please subscribe to our show on Apple, Google, Spotify, and you'll find our podcast there, whatever you listen to your podcast. Once again, I'm Edwin Carrion. Thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast. Until next time.